anytime something new is is being presented, it's gonna get flat. You know, it's like when I was, uh, you know, uh, learning about yoga, it's like Shanga was being hated on in the beginning too. It's like so many practices were getting hated on because it was new and something different, but it's fine. No one can stop your process. Like I'm not gonna allow someone to stop me from my vision and my dream. That was Lamont Good, and I'm Henry Winslow. You're listening to Dharma Talk. Dharma Talkers, are you ready for a download from an extraterrestrial being? Every week on Dharma Talk, it is my pleasure to share with you a conversation I've had with a yogi I admire about their path and purpose on this earth. And this week, that yogi, my guest, I'm convinced is from another planet. And quite honestly, it doesn't seem like he's hiding it either. You're going to love Lamont Good, the man behind Cyber Yoga. If you haven't already seen him and been blown away by his rainstorm of space age yoga movements online. So thank you all for tuning in to Dharma Talk. I really appreciate it. And can I ask you another favor? Take a second to subscribe to the podcast. It takes just a second and that way you'll know every time a new episode gets released every Thursday. Please also leave a rating and review to let others know how much you enjoy the show. If you do, in fact, enjoy it. And you can also share the episode directly with a friend. If this really speaks to you and you feel like it could help someone else, send them the episode, let them hear it. And finally, the last way you can support the show is to make a financial contribution. You can always make a donation to support this project at henrywins.com donate. And now for this week's announcements. Do you want to level up your yoga practice? Well, check out the Henry Yoga app, my brand new 40 day, 40 minutes daily program for anyone looking to get serious about yoga. Sign up and get your first two classes free at henryyoga.com. I have two rocket and backbending weekends coming up. First one at Ashtanga Yoga Puerto Rico, that's in San Juan. And the next one at the Yoga Dojo in my hometown of Richmond, Virginia. If you come down to Puerto Rico, make the time to stay for an extra week because after my weekend, I'm participating in a rocket and Dharma immersion, kind of a urban retreat with Baba Rocket, David Kyle, and Pat McLeaf. And it's going to be amazing. I'm not teaching in it, but I totally advocate for it. I'm so excited. And if you mention me when you sign up, you can get $50 off. Those will be my final workshops for 2019. And then in January 2020, my wife Veronica and I are going on a four-week tour through Europe. So you can find the details for all of these workshops at my website, henrywins.com events. Go there, find out more, and sign up. Now back to the show. Lamont Good at Cyber Yoga on Instagram, is the founder and creator of Cyber Yoga, what he describes as a new age, futuristic spiritual movement practice. As with many powerful things, it really defies uh, what words can explain. So you really have to see him practice Cyber Yoga to get a feel for what it's all about. 
But I also hope that this conversation will turn the page for you and get you interested. Some of the things that we talk about are what is cyber yoga, its origins, its meaning, and the role of digital media in propagating it across the world. We talk about video games as a childhood training for the simulation that they're all that we're all playing in right now called life. He talks about receiving downloads and understanding the law of attraction through yoga and ayahuasca plant medicine ceremonies. And he leaves us with a very transparent view into his own psyche around imposter syndrome, fear, insecurity, and what it takes to harness the mindset of a creator. If this episode speaks to you, know that you can always find out more by going to dharmatalk.show and just type Lamont in the search bar. That's L-A-M-O-N-T-E. And you'll find all the notes and links for this episode, including Lamont's recommended book. And you can always find the running list of every book ever recommended on Dharma Talk when you go to henrywins.com slash books. So if you're looking for a book to read, head over there and pick one out. Now, without further ado, please enjoy my interview with the cyber yogi himself, Lamont Good. Lamont, how are you doing, hey. man? I'm so happy to have you on the show. I'm doing great, Henry. Thanks for having me. It's an honor and it's a pleasure. Really excited. I'm so excited too. Um, you know, before we turned on the recording, I was, I couldn't help myself. I had to just tell you how impressed and inspired uh, by your practice I am. You, you know, there's so many people doing incredible yoga practices, physical practices out in the world, but something that really um, inspires me about you is how unique and creative yours is. So that's something that I definitely want to talk to you about today. But awesome. first, but first, I always open with the same uh, first question for all of my guests. Mm -hmm. And that question okay. is, what does the word dharma mean to you? And what is your dharma as you understand it today? Uh, I'm very, you know, I'm very simple in my words. I would just say for my perspective and meaning, it just the, my, my purpose and um, the purpose, I mean, I'm sorry, the person's purpose and what they're here for, you know, their, their incarnation in this matrix, you know, I feel like you have a certain um, a goal and a job to do, whether that's good and bad. I really believe that this is like your simulation. And once you find out what you know, and you know um, what you have to do, I think um, that's a blessing that you know what your true calling and purpose is. So that's what, that's my best way of kind of like describing what that means. To mm -hmm. I, I couldn't help but notice that you said that we've got a purpose in this matrix. So, um, you know, if you, if you see this reality or quote unquote reality that we live in as a matrix or some sort of simulation, mm -hmm. do you, does that take the pressure off in terms of, you know, the stakes of our role and participating in it and contributing to it? Mm, great question. I feel like mm, when I was younger, I was a gamer. I was like really, really into gaming and I understand how that uh, dynamic works. So just knowing this, you know, that we are in this matrix, um, that you have to play the game right. So if you know that 
that it is a game, then you know that you have to play it right. So what are you going to do to get to a certain level? You know, how do you have to be to attain a certain goal or, you know, um, what life lessons are you learning through this game? And so this is how I kind of just look at it. And I know that this is a reality that's not really addressed on, but I've got some visions and downloads and I know um, and feel how this reality works. So I'm just doing my job to just play the game right and to graduate. Right on. Right on. I love the analogy to a video game. I mean, I, I play video games growing up too. And you know, people, people sometimes come down on video games like, Oh, it's a waste of time. And like, you should be no, doing it's not. Practice. No, but no, it's I, not. You know? Yeah. I really attribute some of my discipline and ability to stick with something, commit and, and follow through to, 100%. to, to video games. 100%. And, and, and you know, like, this is really deep because who's to say within 50 to 100 years, the games can replicate this reality. So it's just like, you know, like there's so many levels to it, if you really think about it. And so a video game is kind of like a simulation. Hey, you know, it's, it's kind of like an online training, you know, how do you do this? Or how do you, how do you fight this boss? Or, you know, how do you find this code, you know, to unlock this, you know, this treasure chest or, you know, whatnot so i don't know i kind of just look at it as a game and just knowing how to play uh play it right and it's like art just uh, imitating reality you know it's a circle yeah. so everything's like interconnected so we are creating a simulation for the simulation but then you know what who knows like 100 years from now we will actually be in another reality simulation doing the same thing that we're doing now so it's just really deep and complex, but um, that's how I look at it. Definitely something to contemplate, something to meditate on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, if you if you take that analogy and if we run with it, you know, you've um, you've gone through a lot of different levels of yes. the game of your life uh, yes. before you created cyber yoga, which I would love to talk about. Um, before that, you had a background in and breakdancing and you've been in movies. So if, if it's not too broad a question for you to tackle, no. um, take me through the, the evolution. How did you, with the, oh. with the end goal of how, how you landed where you are now? Wow. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Like I love to share, I love to share to inspire. And, to, um, so, so basically, yeah, I have, um, many years of experience in breakdancing, but before that, when I was younger, I was highly into watching like martial arts films, you know, kind of like ninja, ninja films, martial arts, you know, karate films and all that. And at the time, I really wanted to get into martial arts, but my mother and father at the time didn't have the money or the resources to put me in these schools. So then I came across and found this movie called Breaking and then Beach Street. And I was like fascinated because that was like the, to me, that was like the closest thing to martial arts of like a discipline and like learning moves and like mastering something and going through the, you know, finding a master, you know, somebody training you, you learn certain things. And so I did um, the break dancing for a long time and I was really inspired by that. But then I was fascinated with the circus arts, which is hand balancing. And that, and so I came across uh, this video, an uh, old surf video, it was like a VHS tape and uh, there was amazing hand balancers on there and doing, you know, doing these amazing feats, but what resonated with me the most was the control and the discipline they had within their movements, which is apart from breaking and b-boying is that, you know, it's more expressive. It's really amazing. 
but it's not really refined. So everything is really fine, but in the circus, certain things are just mastered and focused on. And, you know, I was, I was really intrigued by hand balancing. And I was like, I wanted to learn this skill and take it to my practice. And so somehow, some way, through a lot of attraction, synchronicity, I happened to find a certain coach that I was, um, I had a girlfriend at the time, and she was living in Czech Republic in Prague, and she was a dancer. And so happened to be there was a circus relay coach that saw me practicing handstands, and then she gave me a pointer. She's like, hey, this is what you need to do. And uh, these are your pointers. You have to work on this, work on that. And so law of attraction, synchronicity, I've found the person that I needed to get to the next level. So I did that for a couple of years. I learned, you know, different things, so hand balancing, different uh, balancing uh, variations, the crocs and all that. And then, then I felt like there was something missing. And during that time in my life, I was going through a huge uh, depression because I broke up with my wife at the time. And um, that's when I found yoga. I found yoga. It was kind of like, it kind of just came to me. You know, I, I ran across some like magazine that was talking about yoga and the benefits of yoga. And then I came across this video by the name, this amazing yogi by the name of Richard Freeman. And his yep. practice was amazing to me. I'm like, wow, this guy is this age doing these incredible moves and feats with his body. I'm like, I want to apply this to my practice and breaking. And, and so, um, that was the motivation, but like, most importantly, what I got out of learning yoga was, was the spirituality, which I was like, you know, first I was like, you know what, I want to learn these cool moves and, you know, you know, uh, become super flexible and just wow people. But most importantly, what I got was, the the binding and the yoga and the union of the mind, body and spirit. And the most important thing was the spirituality that I needed at the time because I was going through a lot of dark things on a dark place. And the yoga kind of gave me clarity and, and, and peace and focus and honoring my body, my body, mind, and spirit. And so I did that. And then um, I was in a dance company where I was learning contemporary modern. And then I just had this fusion, uh, this, 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 this vision of just applying all these uh, disciplines and packaging, packaging it and putting it into one thing. So what I wanted to do was just leave a legacy, but create something that's going to be a fusion of all my practices that I can make it a practice to inspire people and to teach people and to perform. And that's when I came up with cyber yoga. Um, but the name wasn't obviously there, so that's another topic. But yeah, um, just years and years of different focuses and disciplines inspired me to create something new and something fresh. It's kind of like a hybrid practice movement. And, you know, um, again, it's a practice because, you know, it was actually engineered and created to evolve over time. So Sabiola now will look different in 50 years from now, whoever takes on that practice is going to be something completely different. So it's a future-based practice. And uh, Cyber Yoga, the name, it took me about a year to come up with the name. I should have really just really find a perfect name for what I wanted to create. And so I was just thinking about like silly names like Breaking Yoga or like Neo Yoga or Futuristic Yoga or something, I don't know. And I'm a fan of like sci-fi and tech and uh futurism so i'm just into like you know progression the future 
technology. I'm just, I'm just that kind of like tech guy head. Like I just love that. And so mm-hmm. at the time I was watching this, this, this movie, which is my favorite film, uh, the Terminator two, uh, judgment day. And one of the creators of these, um, of these microchips that created the T-800 machines, his name was Miles Dyson. And the name, uh, the name of his company was Cyberdyne Systems. And I was just thinking, I was like, hmm, there's something with cyber. And I was like, cybernetic? And I was just like, oh my God, cyber yoga. And the meaning of what cyber yoga is, is that it's the past discipline and the ancient past but then present but the future of the modern the modernization of tech and where we're going and putting them both together cyber yoga is new age futuristic spiritual machines because we are biological machines on top of that cyber is an acronym it's calcinics yoga breakdance evolution revolution yoga is the base that binds it all together so that's when it came the term cyber yoga because nice. it's, it's like it's the ancient and the future coming together, the present. And so it's cyber yoga and, you know, of course, online teachings, online trainings, but more importantly, the next stage of human, uh, next stage of like human evolution about taking a practice and then adding on top of it for the modern times. And so that was my vision behind it just cyber yoga so it's not just me like online but like it has multiple meanings but it's just really deep and complex but you know i just really wanted to bridge the past and the future together because again like it is a practice so you know it was meant to evolve over time and most importantly uh, what i wanted to be is more not just a physical practice but more of like it's a state of mind you know of course you know spirituality god first but the state of mind being open to receiving information and downloads and being open to what's possible um, within your practice. And that's what Sabi Yoga stands for, just that. That is so dope. I, I didn't realize that you had the, um, the acronym as well. Okay, it's Calisthenics Yoga, yoga. Evolution Revolution Yoga. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so you know another, another layer of connection. You've got the connection yes. of mind, body, spirit. You've got the connection of all these different disciplines that you work through individually. And you've got mm-hmm. the connection of past tradition to future evolution. Exactly. Exactly. You know, like I'm a big fan of like, you know, tradition and honor and spirit. And, you know, I don't want to change any kind of structure that's been in place because, you know, those are like our, those are like our blueprints, but, you can always add, add to the blueprint. And that's mm-hmm. just, just pretty much what my vision is. And um, I had the vision about 15 years ago, but there was no technology to promote. You know, there was no Facebook, there was no Instagram, there was no social media. Um, but I had the vision of creating something and adding a new periodic table to the element world. And I had the vision, but the technology was just not available. And it wasn't until I did my first post on Instagram that I realized that this is it. This is the time because I put up one, was it? I put up one photo on Instagram about six years ago and it went viral online. People were like, who is this? What is this pose? Like, who is this person? Can you describe it? What was it? uh, The first pose I call is called the cyber pigeon. It's basically a headstand with your hand hooked, but you're doing a pigeon on top of your head. 
So that was the first post that I put online and it went viral like crazy. Yoga teachers were sharing it left to the right. People were like writing me, giving me DMs, you know, Instagram gave me another shout out. And that's when I put up the other post, which is the world famous signature super soldier pose. It's like the upside down standing split pose that I created. Yeah. And I put that on the ankle. Yes. And yeah. that's what it went crazy. And people were like, what is this? And, you know, I was, you know, doing these moves, you know, you know, for years and uh, dance battles and competitions. And one day I just posted it online and it just caught fire. And I was like, Lamont, like, this is, this is what you're here for to like, you know, share your information, share your knowledge, share it. it. Is that super, that super soldier pose that's so popular now? Is, is that a cyber yoga original? Yes. 100%. Oh, wow. No, no kidding. Yeah. Yes, you see that original. all over the internet now. Yeah. I always wondered yes. where that came from. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> now yes. I know. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, uh, many other, uh, variations of poses, but those are like my signatures, but yeah, you know, I was like, Lamont, just put it online, put it online, put it online. I put it online and it went viral. And, you know, and which made me, gave me the motivation and inspiration to keep on creating or just adding to different type of like foundation poses. Like, you know, there's different ways to, you know, to tweak uh, certain things and do them, how to come inside and out of them and, and, you know, how to like transition in and out of the pose different ways and different sequences. So uh, years of practice and discipline allows me to connect these certain postures and movements and ideas. And I just make that a practice. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah. And your practice is amazing too, by the way. Your practice is super advanced, super amazing, really amazing practice. So I got to give you props on that. Oh, thank thank you. But I, I gotta, I gotta give it to you on this one. I mean, you have some really incredible things that I, I I've never even seen anyone else do, which is what I think is so cool about it. But, um, you know, this idea of disseminating the practice over a digital platform and using that as a way to share the teaching or, or share the art, however you want to call it, like that fits right in with the cyber yoga thing too. I mean, it's, it's, uh, form meets content, right? Yes, 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 yes. And, and you know, um, most importantly, like most of my information that I'm getting, like, I, you know, I truly feel that, you know, um, I'm just a vessel, so I'm just a vessel, but I get these downloads of like information of what to create. And so I'm just basically, you know, just tapping into the Akashic, you know, what's there. There's this grid of information that's just around and I'm just able to like receive the information and say, okay, thank you. I'm going to put it out there. And so this is, you know, pretty much as you know, what I'm saying that it's not just me. It's just, I'm just, I'm just being used as a vessel. And, you know, I get this information and I just channel it and I just create it and manifest it. And so anybody's okay. able to do the same thing if they're open to, you know, uh, receiving the information that's, that's there. Be cautious. That, and that's a big if, right? Are you open? If. Are you able to set yourself up as a receptive, receptive channel? 100%. Is that something, is that something that came up that you, um, revealed to yourself or, or discovered through the yoga practice? Or was that earlier on when you were in breakdancing and circus arts? Well, this question gives me goosebumps. It's amazing because I felt like I was always able to receive information, but I was not wise enough or conscious enough to understand what that was. And so later on, as I studied, you know, quantum physics and the flower of life and, 
you know, learning about ayahuasca and all these amazing things, I understood that I was getting downloads. I understood that there is information that once you're open to receiving it, you can able to get it and then use it. So um, I hope that answers your question. I hope I'm not going off too much. <laughs> Dude, go off, go off. Let's, <laughs> let's go there. Yeah, man. Uh, it's just really like, you know, uh, you know, for me, dancing, like dancing is this full expression. There, there are no borders and boundaries if you're just open to dance. So, so dance has always been a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. And just different states of movement and creativity allows your mind to be more open. You know, listening to different types of music allows your mind to be open as well. So I've always just been a fan of movement and just creativity and just not limiting uh, my mindset you know, to what's possible. Like, you know, there's ballet, there's contemporary, there's modern, there's hip hop, there's breaking, there's jazz, there's kazomba, there's zook. There's so many forms of expression, but at the same time, it's all the same thing. So I'm able to take bits and pieces of anything and add it to my practice. You know, if I resonated with it, I'm going to use it. And so I'm just very open to what's possible. Like, I'm never going to just limit, limit my mind state to just one thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's pretty much how my, my, my mind thinks. And, you know, we're all here on the planet to, you know, to, to learn from each other, you know, learn each other's cultures and disciplines and practices. So I'm going to be open to learning from anybody and everybody because I'm always going to be a student of life. And so as long as we have that mindset, we're always going to grow and evolve. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that um, yoga really started speaking to you when you were going through a depressive episode. And oh it, it was yoga that allowed you to find the mind-body-spirit connection. What do you think it was about yoga? Because, you know, you already had a, a lot of different movement practice experience. And in a way, like, if you look at yoga from the surface, from the outside, it's like you're doing a lot of the same things. So what was different about the way you approached yoga versus breaking or martial arts or, or circus arts or anything like that, that unlocked that, that level of deeper layering? Great question. Amazing question. Um, so in like the b-boying or different forms of, of like extreme movement, it's not, I would say it could be taxing on the body and the mind because in the b-boy culture is, you know, it's, it's still a street dance. So it comes from this, you know, so it comes from the street, obviously. And there's competitions and it's all based on ego. Like, Oh, I can outbattle this person. I can be better than them. So it's very much about competition. Mm-hmm. And it was like many years of this mindset of like, Oh, I'm going to smoke this guy. I'm going to battle him. I'm going to make him like silly and stupid. And not to mention, when you practice certain moves, you're like beating your body up. You know, if you're doing like 10,000 repetitions of flares or, or like head spins or trying to find your balance and your control and you find these different ways of like creating, in the process, you're going to hurt your body. And so it just many years of that on top of that mindset, I knew that I was lacking something on top of the, um, the depression that I had at a certain time. Yoga is what gave me the sense and peace of honoring your body, mind, and spirit. Like, number one, honoring your body. Like, it's the most amazing technology that we have now on this planet. It's not the iPhone. It's not the, not the computers. Our bodies are the most advanced technology we have. So you need to honor it and, 
and like cherishes. And so yoga helped me understand that about doing these, you know, asanas and, 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 and these flows. And then, you know, um, and then the spirituality aspect of just loving and peace and meditation, all these amazing things that I never really understood in Joshua. And then, you know, overall, just like the community and the sense of peace that I felt when I did it, not to mention like multiple times, you know, when I was going through a flow and I was just tearing up because of this, of the, all this trauma that's been, you know, it's been stored in my body for so long, you know, mm-hmm. coming from my past, the, you know, my piece of you know, father at the time, all these things just kind of came out when I started doing these yoga flows and then, you know, these, uh, these uh, salutations, I felt like, tears is coming out. I'm like, what's going on? Why am I tearing up? Why, why am I, why am I, why are these emotions coming up for me? And it was like, through that practice, I understood that yoga was so powerful. Yeah, that's, that's really powerful stuff. And I'm sure many people listening right now are nodding their heads, just thinking, yeah, I've been there. I felt that, yep. that release that didn't even know something was lodged in there. And what do you know? A pigeon black, like brings it up. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I am in, I am in heaven when I'm doing my yoga and I'm stretching. Like I do like, I actually love doing more stretching. Than this, but I love it, but it's like, I realize and know that the body stores trauma. And I learned this from my, my journey experience, ayahuasca, but that's another story. But I understood that the body stores trauma and information good and bad it stores and when you're doing these movements and these these are breathing exercises you are releasing all this energy that needs to get out mm-hmm. and so yoga has uh, changed my life completely it's been it's been the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me and you know i'm more conscious and more flexible and more more happier and more mindful and honoring my body mind and spirit more than i ever have in my life because of yoga what did you what did you download during your ayahuasca ceremony? Oh my god. Oh my god. Man. Oh my god. Um number one, what I understood, uh, Mother Aya, because it's a she. She's a she's an entity, it's a she. Mm-hmm. Uh, she told me to start focusing more on meditations. Because I was, you know, it was really hard for me to meditate because, you know, I'm, because I'm so active, because I'm so active and I can't sit still because I'm always creating, always have to move, always have to be brand, do hands, I have to create some kind of sequence or idea. And what she told me, she was like, Lamont, you need to start meditating to focus this energy and really start to relax in certain parts of your life and you can start applying this meditation. It's really important. And... She helped you need me to be still. That. You need to be still. You need to be still to calm your mind to, you know, like when something's happening, you can you need to really focus and go within and channel everything out. So that's the first time I actually felt the energy in meditation. When the Aya medicine hit me, right away my body knew as a default to go into meditation. And in the meditation, I was creating a flow and these signature movements. And every time points in my body would connect, I felt the energy connection and, 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 
in each grid of my body, I felt there were energy grids. I felt the connection. It was almost like a Wi-Fi and a, and a computer gaining the connection. Once they're both on, they're able to, you know, uh, receive information, then you're ready to go. I felt mm-hmm. the connection. I felt the connection with my higher self and my body when I started to meditate. And it's something I've never really experienced before. And it felt so familiar as if I've done it lifetimes ago. And in this present now, I remember, oh, Lamont, hey, you're back again. Let's start meditating again. Mm-hmm. What I needed to do. You have. You probably have. Yes. Yes. And then what I realized, too, that when I'm doing my, my cyber yoga flows, or I call them cyber glyphs, I'm meditating. I'm meditating because I'm, I am completely focused and locked into what I'm doing. Everything was locked out and I'm focusing on what I'm doing. It's like everything else kind of just fades away and I'm in the moment. I am meditating. When I'm hand balancing, I'm meditating. When I'm creating a flow or you know, uh, creating a sequence, I'm meditating. When I'm performing on stage, I'm meditating. It's all I'm doing. I'm just channeling information. I'm just meditating. It's all I'm doing. Well, you're definitely working with the, the grid. You know, you're working at the grid level of the body and it's no, no kidding. I mean, it's no question why you said a a moment ago that our bodies are our best, most advanced tool of technology that we have, because that's exactly how you're driving it. You know, when, whenever people ask me about difficult yoga poses, um, you know, to me, it's you you can't be so concerned about what's happening with the physical body. You have to be tapped into what's happening with the energy body. And when you talked about the grid, that's immediately where my head went. It's like to the pranamaya kosha, like where, where the energy is moving in the body. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's so deep. And, you know, I, you know, I think the beautiful, uh, beautiful things about yoga is that it allows you, it really, it really um, allows you to connect on those levels because living in this matrix system is really hard. And that's another thing that I realized about um, Mother Aya is that she showed me that living in this timeline matrix is really hard. There is no love, there's no compassion. I'm not saying everywhere, but the default of this system structure is, is based on things that don't matter in life. And yoga, as a sense, is what brings me the peace and the clarity. Like, she helped me understand that through yoga. Like, yoga was there to say, hey, Lamont, you can take this, and this is going to make you a better person. It's going to make you happier. On top of what you think, what you're happy with, this, this is where you need to be. You need to focus this energy and trauma and love and peace into this, because this is going to benefit you. It's this, this, it's just that practice of yoga. It's like, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And then ayahuasca showed me the beauty of that on top of everything, like understanding that we're all connected. As, as super as cliche as it sounds, I completely understood she showed me that. She said that we're all interconnected. Yeah. I'm you, yeah. you're me. I'm, we're everything at once happening at the same time. We're everything and nothing at the same time. You know, but the system teaches us, oh, you know, that we're all divided by race, class, race, creed, color, all that nonsense. We're all one thing. So it's like, I'm going to naturally attract my tribe through law of attraction. I'm going to think about somebody and that person will arrive in my life because we're the same tribe. 
Well, it sounds, it, it sounds cliche only until you feel it. Like it's one thing to, to intellectualize something like that. And, and even to, to believe it based on conceptualization, but it's quite another to understand it based on an experiential knowing. Mm-hmm. And I, I have never sat with ayahuasca personally, but um, I've had some powerful experiences myself mm-hmm. where I got that information too on a, on a deep knowing level. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's something that is kind of ineffable. It can't really be described in words, but we do our best. And sometimes it sounds like a cliche. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. But hey, but um, oh yeah, you know, you know, just to add that, um, I was always dodging ayahuasca. Like she was always calling me, but I was always afraid to really face myself. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's something when you really trace your face, your true authentic self. It's just another level. And I was always dodging, and I just knew it was like you have to take this plunge. And I'm so happy because I she showed me and told me that I'm a healer the movement. My movement can heal. Movements can heal. Your movement can heal people, because it's the it, it's it's the intention behind it is what you're doing it for. What are you doing it for? You're healing yourself to heal others, and so she showed me that and so many other things. And I don't make this show just about that, but um, but like I really want to tell people, you know, that this yoga and this medicine changed my life, and. Uh, if I can share this information to help other people, to inspire them, to take themselves to this uh, vibrational you know, uh, mindset, frequency, I'm happy to help them. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, so for cyber yoga, you know, if this is a method that you are using to heal yourself, of course, but also to heal others, um, how, how are you ushering in the new generation of cyber yoga practitioners? Well, I definitely uh, focusing on creating retreats and workshops and communities. That's the goal. And uh, I want to just, just do just that, create uh, communities and teach. Um, some, uh, someone offered me to teach cyber yoga in Nigeria yesterday and got some opportunities. So, um, is just getting the process of, you know, getting it up and running and creating uh, curriculums and mm-hmm. have to slow my, slow down my artist mindset. Cause I'm always thinking about so many things at one time, but learning how to focus and do one thing at a time. But the major yeah. goal is to share and to inspire and to cultivate, uh, cultivate and to build uh, communities through psychology. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm and as an artist, you know, you you probably are always on what's the next thing? Like, how can I create something oh new and beautiful? But in order to uh, teach others to to carry the torch forward, in a way, you kind of have to put the brakes on that a bit and mm-hmm. like, okay, what's the framework? What is exactly. what are the what are the essentials? What are the elements of this? The and, business. Yeah, and the business side too, of course. Yes. Yeah, there's all 100%. of that. Hundred percent, and I want and and I wanted to, I want to keep the integrity of what it is. You know, I, I don't want to just invest or, or just partner with somebody that doesn't have the same vision as me. Mm-hmm. You know, I want I want one hundred percent integrity with my movement, my brand, because I want to inspire and I want people to be transformed. You know, yeah. I want to be transformed through that practice. 
Well, not, not that you ask, but one thing that comes to mind for when I think about that is, uh, you know, how can you, how can you apply the artistry and that artist mindset, even to those tasks that feel like they're not part of the art? Cause really everything is part of the art. Yeah. Great question. Um, I would say what's going to really help me is the meditation really helped me sit down and really think and I got to sit down I sit down and just like you said, put the brakes and know what's coming next and Hey, like put these puzzles together to make it happen. And, um, I hope I'm not going off on off something because if I am, just tell me because you know this artist mindset is like <laughs> you be too much sometimes. So if I'm like straying away, just tell me. I'm I'm following you. I'm going wherever you're going <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, just you know, um, there's the vision, and I have the blueprint, and now it's about um, you know putting it together and making you know the business side. And it's always like I'm always getting getting in my own way of trying to make it too perfect versus just allowing it to be and uh, letting it be a process and like understanding the process and being okay with the process versus me trying to make it perfect, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a huge fan of uh, Gary Vee and he's always like, just do it, just get it out, put it out. Don't, don't care if it's perfect, just, just put it out, put it out because he's like, you're gonna learn by the experience. Let it spit it out, one day at a time. If it doesn't work, then try another method. Just keep doing it, keep doing it. Until finally, you know, until it's finally like on its course. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, you could, we can all work ourselves into uh, loops in our own minds, just criticizing ourselves and finding perfectionism. But ultimately, perfectionism is just another mm-hmm. form of procrastination. Mm-hmm. And we need to, if we if the thing that we're trying to get Mm -hmm. out there is something that is meant to make an impact on other people, then we need other people's feedback in order to drive it in the right direction. hundred percent. hundred percent. And then, you know, uh, another thing to add to is the fear, the fear. It just, fear is such a powerful thing, but it's something that we create in our own minds. And that, we can we can limit ourselves with our mind, but but then you know what? On the opposite side of the spectrum, it's like we can do so much. We can create so many things. Like we've created the iPhone. We've created the you know uh, shuttles. You know, go to the moon. We've created the internet. You know, wireless tech. We've created quantum computers. Like that's the mind. But on the other side, we can limit ourselves through fear. And it's something that your mind creates. So it's like overcoming that is another thing too, like getting over the fear, you know, am I good enough? You know, oh, are, you know, are people going to think I'm too crazy or, or too weird or, or it's not perfect? we got to get that. you got to conquer the fear. Because mm-hmm. yeah. fear's an option, you know, but you got to get over that fear. And, 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 and you have to like believe in yourself, you know, and it's something that, you know, happens, you know, through practice over time. But there were times where I didn't believe. I'm like, you know what? I don't, you know, I'm not really sure if this is going to work. I don't know if I'm doing a summer side yoga project. I'm not sure if people are going to resonate with it. I'm like, but no. I was like, I was like, hey, Lamont, you know, like you got to believe in yourself. You got to make it happen. 
you have a vision, like this is your calling and, and, and you have to believe in it despite what people say or if they heckle you or like ridicule you, it's fine. You just keep doing the thing. Believe in yourself and your vision and things will manifest into reality, but you have to cultivate it. You know, and you have to get over the fear of like, you know, the fear of you know, people's judgment or you have to just get over that. You yeah. Do your thing. You know, like we're in this matrix, you know, for a limited time, you know, you got to make it happen. That's a big one. Getting over the fear of other people's judgment. You know, just, just as much as the internet and Instagram and all these digital platforms are, can be used to really spread something far and wide and reach a lot of people. It also opens you up for criticism and trolling and haters all over the world too. So, you know, do you have any advice as someone who is, you know, really out there living large and being unique? I'm sure you take a lot of heat for, Oh, that's not yoga. You know, oh my God. Everybody gets that. Oh my so. God. So do you have oh any, God. do you have advice for other people who might be facing the same kind of comments? Advice. Great question. Okay. So number one, I'm a Taurus. So I'm bullheaded. So I'm stubborn. Same uh, here. I'm a Taurus. Okay. Okay. That's what's up, bro. Taurus power. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is May 4th. When is yours? April 23rd. Okay. No, perfect. Perfect. Okay. So, uh, when I first started putting, you know, doing the song, you know, they put out poses, I got a lot of flack. And most of the hate was from the yoga community. And, and, and I, I was actually kind of shocked. I was like, instead of getting embraced, I was getting a lot of hate. You know, this isn't yoga or you're changing the practice and all these things. And I was like, I'm like, I thought yogis were not supposed to be judging and just, you know, showing love and showing compassion, but I got a lot of hate and judgment. But I still didn't care because I just knew that anytime something new is, is being uh, presented, it's going to get flack. You know, it's like, you know, it's like when I was, uh, you know, uh, learning about yoga, it's like the Kishanga was being hated on in the beginning too. It's like so many practices were getting hated on, hated on because it was new and something different, but like, it's fine. It's like, no one can stop your process. Like, I'm not going to allow someone to stop me from my vision and my dream. Like, how can I let somebody else judge my practice in my life? Like, why? Like, why would I do that? So, you know, I just learned to just not care and just keep doing my thing. Like, you know, as long as it's positive and it's going to inspire or, or you know, like evoke a positive emotion or something, I'm going to do and feel what's right. You know, I'm not trying to like bash anybody else's practice. You know, I'm not going to hate on anybody else's practice. I'm just doing my own thing. So it's like, why, you know, why am I going to get judgment? So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just keep doing my thing no matter what, because, you know, the God or whatever, whatever you want to call him, he or she or it is giving me information for a reason. And I don't know why, but I'm going to do my job. Regardless, what anybody says, I don't care what anybody says about my practice. I'm doing my thing. You know, I'm, I'm not here to judge anybody else's practice. I'm here to do my bidding. And, you know, and the information that created gave me a gift, I'm going to use it. I just cultivate. And just keep going, no matter what. How many times have you heard of Someone's businesses that got denied a thousand times. You know, you know. Think about Amazon. Think about Apple. Think about all these guys that kept trying, kept trying, kept doing their thing, and look at where they are now. Because they didn't care about what you know, what other people thought about their stuff and their the business, their brand. They just kept doing their thing because they knew that it was their calling. You know, no one can stop you from your vision. You keep doing your thing. 
now we're talking Dharma. This is, <laughs> those are beautiful, encouraging, empowering words. So yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. No problem, man. Thank, thank you. Thank you for even bringing it up because it just makes me think more about it. Like, you know, you really have to invest in, you know, uh, invest in your dreams. It's just like, what else do you have in this matrix? Play the game right. You want to win, you got to play. Play it right. You know, you got to build the experience points. You got to learn. You got to educate. You know, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, go to the trials and uh, tribulations, falling down a thousand times, getting up a thousand times. Keep doing it. You get it right. You know, you know, learning your first posture or learning your first move. It's like that's what you want. Gotta go through all that. Gotta go through that process. The process of learning ever learning because you never stop learning. It never stops. You got to keep on the same information. Always a student. That's my motto. Always a student, never a master. I'm never a master. Oh, you're a master hand study. I'm like, no, I'm really getting started. Like I am always a student. Yeah. I'm learning from everybody. I'm learning from like, I'm learning from kids. I'm learning from everybody. Any situation I see, I'm able to see, Hey, that's the message. Decode it, learn from it, adapt it reboot like learn from it you know autocorrect it's like this is the way i think i'm always learning something new okay this doesn't work i'll try this how can i fix this with that but when you start learning is when you stop evolving stop living you're rigid you can't be rigid in life you have to learn you have to be open yeah and it's boring too if you're stagnant what's the where's the excitement in that so always student never a master and also Lamont, you know, if I got you to contemplate your purpose, your Dharma and like anchor down on that, then I'm really happy because that's, that's what I feel the purpose of this podcast is. Thank you. So, so thanks for yes. uh, validating that. Of course, of course, of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more than, you know, happy to share and, you know, I can't, I can't take all the credit because I follow great minds, you know, like uh, Bruce Lee and. Gandhi, Steve Jobs, you know, all these amazing individuals that gave me sparks of inspiration and motivation. And I'm still learning about everybody too. So I, you know, I really just listen and, and, and whatever resonates with me, I just download and I just apply it to my life. You know, whether it's in my practice, you know, and relationships, business, you know, I just want to just be a better person every day. And so I'm always learning and studying from everybody because, you know, Cause it's not just about me and my practice it's about learning from others as well and applying it. Yeah. Well, on that note, I think this is the perfect time to move on to the prana round this is the final section of every awesome. Dharma talk interview. I'm okay. going to ask you six rapid fire questions. Okay. Please answer in minimum one word or maximum one sentence. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Sounds good. Right. Hey, you're ready in one word. Why do you practice yoga? So simple but complex. Uh, growth. I like it. What is your favorite yoga pose and why? Uh, pigeon pose because all the energy comes out of those hips. <laughs> <laughs> is it pigeon pose or, or cyber pigeon pose? That's your favorite. You know what's funny? I like the regular pigeon. The regular pigeon. Okay. Yeah, I like the regular pigeon. Yeah. All right. What's the single best cue or piece of advice that you've ever received from a yoga teacher? 
be the change that you want to see in the world. Recommend one book, modern or ancient, for our audience. Okay, I have to go look at my book section really quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, 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 I got one. This okay. is, this may be a little bit off, but this is just mine because it's so deep and, and it's so relevant with everything. I would say uh, The Law of One by Ra, that book. The Law of One by Ra, R-A. By Ra. By Ra. The Law of One by Ra. Okay. Excellent book. Yes. I'm not familiar. I'm going to have to check that out. Okay. All right. Is yoga for everyone? Great question. I would say yes and no, because maybe some people in this timeline matrix are not on the path of spiritual development maybe they're not supposed to be on that path because they have to learn maybe they have to do a million lifetimes to get to a certain level where they understand where they have to learn the spirituality mm -hmm. so i would say yes or no because everybody's path is different for me yeah. yoga has been the best things that have happened to me uh if somebody is open and willing to try if they are inspired yes but you cannot force something on somebody if not ready for it yet well, uh, that is that is a very um, that's a great answer. I like it a lot. Yes, it's available yeah. to everyone. Potentially not in this lifetime. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Okay. La last question: How can our audience get in touch with you, and how can we support you in your dharma? Wow, I say just simply uh, follow me on Instagram.com/slash/cyberyoga. Facebook.com slash cyberyoga1 and youtube.com slash cyberyoga. Oh, and I'm happy to also mention my newest project with my partner, uh, something we call Neo Sutras. And it's a fusion of different disciplines, but male, female, masculine connection, energy coming together based on the fundamentals of sacred geometry movement. And that's another topic that we can talk about in the future. Wow. What a hook. What a teaser. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, well, we'll have to chat about that another time. Um, awesome. Maybe maybe we'll do it in person. Okay. That'd be great. I'm looking forward to meeting you sometime. So I don't know. You're in New York, correct? At the moment, I'm in New York, but I'm, I'm leaving okay. soon. You, and you live in LA, right? Yes. Yes. I live in LA. I'm, I'm coming to your side. Oh, you are? Are you going to move here? I'm moving there. Yeah. Oh, perfect. So we'll okay. hang out. Okay, we'll hang out, we'll train, we'll just catch up and talk about life and all that good stuff. Amazing. Sounds, sounds great. Lamont, right, it's great, great having you on the show. Um, take care and I'll catch you on the West Coast. Okay, thanks for having me. Great day. Dharma Talkers, I hope you enjoyed listening to that conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. And if you did, please share it. Take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and tag me, at Henry Wins. I love hearing from you about the conversations that make an impact for you. We have the ability to shape the world through our thoughts, words, and conversation. So let's influence the collective consciousness together. All my gratitude to Rory Wagstaff of Ease of Mind Productions for keeping our audio crisp and operations smooth and to Patrick Kiebzak of Momentology Music and Art for supplying the powerful soundtrack to these conversations. 
please remember to subscribe, rate, and review, and tune in to new episodes of Dharma Talk every Thursday. I'll speak to you next week, and until then, keep living your Dharma.